Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. So delighted to be joined today by an Australian voice, a lady voice in person. Alex Miles, welcome to the show. I'm going to explain who you are in a second. That was a very professional introduction. <laughs> Hello, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, it's so great to have you Aussie, here. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> That's a good tip. If you see an Aussie, just in the street, yeah. just randomly. Yell it out. If you scream Aussie, 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 we 100% will yeah. reply, oi, oi, oi. And then we'll be friends forever. Yeah. And we're like, we love you. <laughs> thanks for connecting with us. Um, Alex, thank you for joining me. Alex is an author. She has an amazing back history of career, which we're going to go into briefly because I love learning about where people come from. But she, I'm holding. Can you hear this? I'm just going to flick it. Oh, listen to that. Oh, that was a sexy flicking noise. <laughs> uh, 60 Secrets for a Happy Bride is your book. It's a very beautiful little book. Thank you. And I don't say little as in a demeaning way. It's a gorgeous pocket-sized book. It would yeah. fit in a handbag. It would fit in a handbag. And I think that's very handy. It is. We, um, Yeah, the designer just did a real ripping job on the cover and, and the, the design for all of it. So it's, it was lots of fun to put together. I bet. And that's the thing. It's not one of, It's one of those books when I was reading it going, there's a lot of information in it. There's a lot of practical stuff, but it's very pretty to look at. Yeah, and that's what we sort of found that, like, we wanted to have something that also didn't look too brighty-brighty. Yeah. Like, we kind of like the idea of it just being something that you can see on the shelf and it actually it just catches your eye because it's beautiful. It's not like someone's just throwing up flowers all yeah, over something. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> floral. But it's gorgeous. And, look, it's look, I want to ask you so many questions, which I will because this is what the podcast's it's all great. about. <laughs> now, I, um, I came up, you know, I searched the Instagram. I search the Facebooks, I try and find new people. And when I say new, you've, you've, you're fairly established in the writing world. But under a kind of, it's not always my own name though. You're so. my first pseudonym. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, we and have what to, a pseudonym it is. I love it. it. <laughs> and that's tell me a little bit about how, well, what you do under that name yeah. and how people might know you perhaps. Well, I, um, <laughs> I've had background writing in plays and worked um, in Neighbours for a little while as well. Now, for our American listeners, they might uh, not know Neighbours. Yeah. Maybe they will. Don't know. It does. It does go over there, I think, but it's not probably at the level of like a Days of Our Lives or that sort of sure. thing. Sure, uh, UK listeners would be going damn straight. We know what neighbours <laughs> is. It's an after. Well, it's in in Australia. It's an afternoon. I think it's an afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soap. Yep. Launched the careers. You might know a little lady called Kylie Minogue. Yes, launched her career. Jason Donovan. Jason Donovan. Margot like, Robbie. Margot Robbie, who's now Guy, been. Oh, going, who else? Guy Pearce. Gosh. Heaps. And you. Or a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, and we, yes, I worked there, which was lots of fun. And the, the pseudonym came about when I was writing some children's books. So there's a series called Zach Power, um, which is about a little boy who's a spy, which was very Cute. fun to write about. And I, um, there's about 90 of these books and I'd written eight of them. Wow. And they're... Um, it started. It was started by two women called Hillary, and they the books became so popular that they couldn't write them fast enough. So oh. they ended up getting other writers on board to write. So, but from the very start, a bit of a shame that they had to do this. But they, I think, they thought that for a boys' book, having an author called Hillary might not send the right vibe. So they went for the pseudonym H I Larry, which wow. is like. Hey, Hillary, H-I-L-A-R-Y. Ah. So that's where it comes from. So, um, yeah, it was all very secretive. I um, When I started writing for them, we can talk about it now, but at the time 
um, kids didn't know that H.R. Lowry wasn't real. So what did they do? Like They said he was a spy. Oh, my God. So um, they were like, that's how he knows so much about the spy world and that's how he can write these, these books about Zach. Um, so I wasn't allowed to, to tell anyone that I was working on it for so about like, two years. I'm just years. unemployed. Yeah. I've got nothing. I was like, nothing my friends haven't seen me for three months. Oh, I'm just doing stuff. Not, not busy writing a Has book. Alex turned to drugs now? She's writing children's books <laughs> under a man's name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my dad's a primary school teacher as well, so he was just itching to tell oh, everyone. He's like, I'll tell the library. We'll get him out. I'm like, Daddy, I don't exist. Can't. No one can know. Oh, bless. But now, yeah, it got to the point where there were so like there were enough sort of authors working on it who were then working on other books with that publisher. So they um, the veil was lifted. They set you free. And uh, yeah, so, you, Larry. so you've done kids' books, soap operas, play, soap operas is a very American thing. The soap plays. And now a wedding planning book. Yes, yeah. I love that. Thank you. So how did this book come about then? Well, so I got married two years ago. Congrats. uh, Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I really surprised – I'm in my element with spreadsheets. I just love (laughs) – I loved planning it. I've had sort of – used to do theatre production as well, so I was just in my element planning this event. Um. I'm also a real worrier, so I was quite surprised by how relaxed I ended up being on the day. Mm. I really, and it surprised all my family and Paul as well, um, because I just really, yeah, I don't know, I, I feel like I kind of did all the hard work in the lead up to make the actual day, I just had the best, best time. Yeah. Um, and then, and after the wedding, I had lots of sort of friends and family be like, oh, how, how did you do this and what was that? And so... Kind of, you know, started talking about it a lot. And then it was about a year later, um, was on a holiday in WA, like a, camping along the coast of, um, of Western Australia and didn't have much phone reception, which was the first time in ages you just, like, I was really switched off. Really weird too, isn't it, when it's, you do that? It's great. Everyone should do it. I secret, extra secret, just turn the phone turn off. the fucking phone <laughs> off. <laughs> and so we uh, just had a lot of time to think and then started thinking, I could probably write a lot of these in fact, I could write 60 of them. So 60 then, Secrets. This is where right. it comes from. I'm, comes I keep from. holding the book because yeah. I feel like it's, you know, it's lovely to hold something. <laughs> so this is going to be a series. Yes, yes. So see, the, the wedding one's first. Um, just working on a um, pregnancy one at the moment because I've it. got a little five-month-old legend now. You cre- keep creating new things to write books about. <laughs> That's a plan. <laughs> moving house in a couple of weeks. Well, 60 Secrets to Moving House. Happy for a happy that. home. Maybe that could be the next one. Yes. 60 Secrets to Cramming Shit into yeah. Boxes. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, that is hard. You need 60 just to learn how to do that. 60 Secrets to Not Going Insane Trying to Find a House. Yeah. That too. Yeah. I'm going to keep With naming <laughs> the whole keep coming, me keep going. Keep going. <laughs> 60 secrets to, I don't know, not getting ripped off. <laughs> I'll be your, your overseas book picture. Yeah, great. Great. Well, look, we when we were going through, there are so many things. Because the whole book is a lovely guide to getting hitched. And I think that's the wonderful thing that you can go through and read little bits and pieces from, I don't know, picking. I like this, the mathematics of speeches. They're gorgeous little... Uh, um, guidance guidances yeah we'll run with that that's good is it's, that a real it's word totally real yeah uh, we're professional yeah, speakers yeah. and writers <laughs> yeah heaps professional. my listeners know i constantly make up things <laughs> get it wrong power on 
don't acknowledge is what you're supposed to do. And I've just spent a minute acknowledging it. But it's really nice to see you've covered a lot of topics. And again, to say that you could take this on the train or on the bus and go, I'm just going to smash a quick chapter. Yeah. And we were, it was interesting while we were writing, I worked, the editor I worked with, um, she was fantastic. And I, like from the get go, I didn't want it to feel like um, you had a whopping big chapter on event styling and a whopping big chapter on that. So what we did I ended up finding sort of nine areas that were, I guess, kind of categories you could call them. So, you know, relationships or budget or life beyond. So remembering that there's actually yes, something after your wedding day. Yes, and we're going to get to that because this is what I am obsessed with, the idea that the wedding magazines, which I love. Yeah. I love your wedding magazines. But it's all about wedding, 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 wedding. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck, what do we do next? Yeah. And what about the marriage? The you actual know, actually, bit that it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and in the way we designed it, we, I, I wanted it to, um, so each, each, uh, each category, I guess, has a different color. Yep. And so we made it so that instead of having all the relationships one in once, all the budget, all the dress ones, um, it's, the order is completely different so that you could read something about, um, you know, having how to, what happens if you're getting hitched away from home, for example, yep. and then the next one might be about your wedding soundtrack, or it might be about um, the long-term beauty stuff. If you, you know, what sort of stuff you want to be doing, mm. beauty care. So I it learned, meant that I learn a lot from long-term beauty, and ah. I got married three years ago. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> yeah. So we kind of felt like hopefully it's a fun read, and that it's not just like a big chunk of stuff. It's not. It's kind of accessible and a bit of fun to read. Hopefully. Now I want to go back when you first said you were a warrior. Because yeah. I get lots of emails from listeners who, well, I've dealt with, we've talked, I've dealt with the wrong word, we've discussed, yeah. I, uh, anxiety yep. and depression. I think that's something that people don't talk about enough when it comes to weddings and also yep. just in general, life in general. But worry is one of these things yeah. that people can fob off a little bit, yeah. not to get too serious too early. But it really is interesting that you said that, that you were a worrier. Yeah. Tell me what you felt when you got engaged. Was it an instant thing going, I'm going to have an amazing time, or were you worried about being worried? I I, I often worried about being worried, and I end up having to write lists of all the things I'm worried about just so I can kind of get them out of my head. that's good. Um, but I, when we got engaged, we had a lot, like maybe 18-month engagement, just not by no, didn't mean to, just didn't do anything about it for the first probably nine months. That's and then good. that Christmas... Um, I think we were just busy with other stuff. And then that Christmas, it just had all the relatives being like, when's the wedding? When's the wedding? And then, oh. I, and then it started with, oh my God, when are we going to get married? What's happening? Um, is my chair really squeaky? Oh, by just the way, enjoy it. Okay. Let's just both do it. I don't know if you can hear that there. Squeaky. It's really, really squeaky. Um, I'll just have to sit really, really sit still. still. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they, so they were pressuring you. They saying, were, yeah, just, when are you getting married? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And so then I, then I started to freak a little bit. Um, I was very, very lucky and, you know, the book talks about this a little bit in terms of having really great relationships with all of my suppliers and I was lucky that I knew a few of them beforehand so I was able to trust them. But that um, being able to work with people that you can go like you're not an expert and you're never you're going to do this once in your life hopefully and you, you don't need to be an expert in every single field but you do need to work with people that you can trust and that you know are going to have your back and so you don't need to be like it doesn't need to all be in your head so when was that moment for you when it clicked and you went i can just let go of this a little bit probably not till the morning of the wedding really yeah and did you feel i think you know i keep talking about anxiety but did you feel this 
did it feel like an enjoyable process for you? Yes, it did. It did. It kind of goes up for me. It went up and down because I, I mean, I do love planning. So I did really enjoy that. I loved having Pinterest pages and scrapbooks and <laughs> I loved, um, you know, all, all those sorts of things. I pro I went a bit too far in some things in that, like, I think, I think what I learned to do, which was a really helpful skill. And I probably only realized this in hindsight that this is what I was doing. Mm. Um, but learning, learning when to when to worry it's almost like you've got to go you've got a finite amount of time in your life to dedicate to being worried yep. <laughs> and it's because I found that people would be like oh don't worry just stop worrying don't worry and I'd be like well I'm a worrier I can't just switch that off and it's not helpful when people say to you oh just don't worry because well, it's like, like people oh, say how I fucking feel stop yeah, telling me yeah. don't worry just be happy yeah when people are depressed you go, that is not a helpful yeah. suggestion so what I found is going like why am I worried and kind of learning which things to, to speak to who about. So yeah. I kind of found that with my partner, um, who's the most laid back person, um, having a, a four hour discussion about napkin color <laughs> wasn't going to be something he'd enjoy. I don't think anyone needs that. <laughs> no. And then, so kind of learning that, and it just comes about, you just have to be able to talk to your partner about it as you go along and just say, how much do you want to be involved in this process? Because some guys will want to really be involved in every decision. Other guys might say, you know, you get me a short list and I'll choose from three so you can spend the eight hours worrying about it or, you know, sure. researching. Um, and also, like, so for Paul, music and, what was the other thing? Music and booze. <laughs> Two ones, he was right. like, leave that with me. I've got that sort. So I was like, cool. That's fine. You sort that out. And then as I went along, things like the napkins, for example, I learned the hard way to not have a four-hour conversation with Paul about the napkins. But um, you learn which conversations to have with your partner and which ones to save for a bridesmaid or a friend or just so you're not giving all of your brain, like you're not sort of dumping on the dump, you know, you're not – giving that to all one person another think, oh just one other quick yes, thing please. that was helpful was working out um and it's a bit of trial and error but when is the best time to bring these things up with your partner so mm. um you might depending on what their job is it might not be helpful for you to email them 20 emails a day about <laughs> you know what sort of you know place setting should be or they might be someone that when they first work in the door at home like you don't want to greet them at the door. Hey, let's talk napkins. Yeah, or or like you know, don't try to bring it up when they're watching their favorite TV show. Like pick your moment, and I think I mean you do need to get it off your chest, otherwise you'll go insane. Um, but you need to, you they need to know that you, it's something that needs to be discussed. But just sort of if you st- frame it in a way that's like, hey, we need to get through six. I've got to make six decisions this week about my, you know, who what the invites are going to look like or what this and this mm. and this, um, when's a good time to talk about it? And then it's in their court to say, oh, in the mornings I'm fresh, let's do it and let's have a coffee and we'll do it in the morning. Or actually I'm going to, I'm really tired in the night or I've got energy in the night, let's do it then. So yeah. it kind of you've just got to work together to, to relay that sort of stuff. I'm so glad you said that because it's something in all 125 episodes, I don't think I've talked about time management in the sense of uh, how to make sure your life isn't just wedding as yeah, well for yeah, both of definitely, you. Definitely. And whether you're in a team that really wants to be, you know, whether you've got a bloke or a gal, doesn't matter, yeah. whoever you're marrying, is, you know, fully engaged in the process. Or like you said, maybe you can allocate tasks if they're not as – allocate sounds wrong. You can share tasks yeah. if they're not into it. Yeah. But 
I do think that some people become fixated with the wedding stuff, which yeah. is so easy to do. It's really easy. Especially for... when you've got the Pinterest and all this stuff. Like, yeah. That's, I'm just... Yeah. Fireballs happening in your face. Thank yeah, you. That's right. Thank yeah. you for describing that from my audio <laughs> podcast. You think I know by now not to just do sound effects? They're used to it. You're used to it, listeners. So I think it's a really good point that you said if you are finding that relationship wise, because this is what I really wanted to talk with you about today too, because you talk so much about maintaining positive relationships, yeah. which is the point of why you're getting yeah. married. Well, that's why, you know, in terms of being a happy bride, yeah. being happy, to be happy, you know, you don't want to be stressed. And the, from all of my research, those sort of, the stresses came from people, from relationships more than anything yeah. else I found. Yeah. Uh, and I think this idea that you could say, if as a partnership, you don't, well, if you've got stressful jobs, which a lot of people do yeah and you don't have time although i know a lot of my listeners listen at work thank you (laughs) (laughs) we don't tell your boss it's fine between us but the idea that you could say look tonight no weddings we're just gonna watch fargo we're gonna watch oh we're gonna say crappy tv great let's put netflix on you may chill later who knows but the idea is that you can say all right saturday morning use two hours let's smash through this list you don't have to have it all the time, the chatting. Yep. So I think it's a really good point that you make that it's not, it's not necessary. And also, you know, even people that really like weddings don't want to talk about weddings no. twenty four hours a day. Jeez. No, no, <laughs> yeah. And I think the other thing that uh, about your relationship with your partner is it when you are delegating, or not delegating, when you're sharing, sharing, um, <laughs> you need to recognise that not everyone. Uh, manages a task in the exact same way. Mm. So if you're saying, so don't be a micromanager, really. Um, say Paul did the booze and he would go, his way of, you know, working out, getting quotes or doing this was slightly different to how I do it. And <laughs> the way I was doing it drove him insane sometimes because right. he'd be like, why have we got that many spreadsheets for different things? And I was like, that helps me do it. It's my process. Plus I enjoy it. It's just my process. Yeah. <laughs> you have your process and I'll have mine. But it's recognising that there's not – or it's not that one's right or wrong. Everyone's going to come, like, do – you know, do it in a, di- in a different way. And you, if you've said – like you need to let people find their own way of working things out. Yeah. So otherwise it just, you may as well be doing it yourself. Like, and it's not very respectful to kind of be on their shoulder being like, That's hey, so true. how are you doing it? Because it is hard with your, as you said, if you you are a worrier or if you are a stressed person, I, I was, I spent some time with my mother-in-law. Actually, she's guest. I, I can't remember when I'm going to schedule this episode because I'm, again, very professional. <laughs> you may hear her next week or the week after, I think. But uh, my mother-in-law, Veronica, is a crackerjack lady, mm. but she likes to get things done now. Yeah, right. And uh, she had a thing when uh, my Rich was little. She'd go N O W now. <laughs> I want that well, done now. N O W now. <laughs> so you go fucking hell. Let's get it moving quickly. Yeah. And it was interesting hearing her and my sister in law Lara. You know, everyone has different processes. Yeah. But her now really means now. Now, yeah. We are not dicking around. Yeah. Like you get that stuff done. And I think it's interesting because Rich and I also have very different process of doing things yeah. but it is that thing of going i'm marrying you i trust that you're going to eventually do this yeah thank you for doing this i'm going to get off i'm not going to ride your ass for the next yeah. three weeks yeah but it is a matter of knowing how you both gel together to actually make that work yeah. without you killing each other in yeah. the process and all those skills are really good skills to have for married life absolutely because i th- and then i sort of 
try to bang on a bit about this in the book too because I really think it is the most important thing. And actually, one of so in my research, I met with all different suppliers and also like caught up with a minister and a Hindu girl. And um, and when I was interviewing a rabbi, he the, the best thing that he said to me was that you know to remind people that you're preparing. For a marriage, you're not preparing for a wedding. Exactly. So the day is one part of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but actually, you guys are going to be together forever, and that's the preparation. Like, and I quite enjoyed that in the lead up process. Was that you know we did do all the the planning, and, and you, it's a great day, and it's a big party, and you're going to have the best time. But the preparation for the marriage stuff and learning, even. Paul and I had been together about five years, I think, before we got married. But we still learnt new things about each other in that process, and that's really what's it about, what it's about. Yeah. And you can't, you need to be able to 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 recognise that. I think because um, the other thing, you know, we're talking like anxiety and worry is that sometimes that doesn't just happen. That doesn't end at the end of the wedding day. I, one of the um, secrets I wrote about was the post wedding post-wedding depression like mm. pdp thinking i was like oh this is a witty nice name and then in my research I actually found out that's actually a thing oh it's a thing it's a thing totally yeah, yeah. so once um recognizing that it isn't all about that day you have there is a life beyond that day mm. and it's going to be amazing and it's with the love of your life all of that stuff helps give you perspective when you're in the depths of wedding planning that actually you know it is important, but how important is it? And that, that, and that again comes back, it's a great point, it comes back to this idea of time management and not letting it become the one thing in your life. Yeah. Whether it, you know, yes, it gets full on, but you can have other things to do. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely fine. Alex Miles. Yes. Is the author of 60 Secrets for a Happy Bride. She's joining me today. Just more of our chatting <laughs> after this. We are very excited. We is in I. I like to say we before Alex said, who's we? And I'm like, it's just me. It just makes it sound like I've got a team behind me. I run with we too. You know when you're a solo, you know, like you're the one gal band. And um, I sometimes say we as well because Rich does, he does chip in a lot of help yeah. with the old potty. But uh, we are joined. We and my 16 assistants here. They're like, shush, like, assistants, you're being too noisy. Like a, a latte and a, and a flat white, yes. please bring them out. <laughs> Fix my life while you're at it. <laughs> um, it's great to be here with you. We're in Australia right now. Woohoo! Woo! The sun's out. Today's going to be 41 degrees. Yeah, thank I don't you, know what, Melbourne. I don't know what that is in American degrees. I also don't know what it is. Just really, really, really hot. <laughs> yeah. It, you can cook a biscuit on a car. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting this podcast done early. Yeah. And then we can go out and just lose a lot of weight yes. very quickly. Yeah. Now, so look... What I wanted to really get, we're talking about relationships, we've just talked about worry, we've talked about trying to time manage. If you were to do your wedding again, this is a question I always ask, Yeah. what are the things, if any, that you would change, improve, alter? Yeah. Discuss. Uh, <laughs> go free. I'm going to go and talk to my assistants now. See you later, mate. Um, oh, I really should have thought about that no i I like um, to put people on the spot with this one because i think sometimes people go nothing or sometimes people go right here's my list of 20 um did you have a wedding planner or were you the wedding? no i was the wedding planner but i did have a um so my catering company ed dixon food design who i also had hilariously oh did you i sure did oh 
There you go. I had decent food best. design. We love hey, you. Hey, yeah, we do love you. Someone stole the ham at my wedding. That was how good Egg Dixon food design Let's was. Stop. What? <laughs> Let's rewind. Who stole the ham? Well, there was a bit of a chase to find out who it was, but there we had this ham on like a grazing table, and it was just delicious. At one, was it a ham on a bone? Ham on a bone. Oh my god! Like honey glazed ham. I think I remember that on the menu. Yeah, yeah. And they like at one point I was on the dance floor at like eleven p.m. and I looked around. There was no one on the dance floor, and everyone like one hundred forty people were around the ham. The ham. The ham it was, was the focus. delicious. Oh my god! And then right at the end of the night, my bridesmaid Kelly, who doesn't usually drink very much, but had had a couple, came up and was like. Oh, someone's stolen the ham. <laughs> and I'm like, Kelly, it's a wedding. No one's going to steal the ham. And you know these people. Yeah. <laughs> no one's stealing the ham. No, 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 someone stole the ham. I'm like, Kelly, they've probably just, the caterer's probably just taken it out the back because the they're still wrapping up. Oh, my God. And then, um, so I didn't really believe it. Next day when we were returning stuff to Ed's, um, the, the person who was checking it all in was like, yeah, interesting about the ham. I'm like, oh, hang on. Did someone actually steal the ham? She's like, yeah. Someone tried to run away with the ham on this, like, Ton, like two ton um, marble ham stand. Oh my god! And the waitress, like one of the the staff, was able to kind of get them at the door, and um, and he had a bit of a discussion with her. Was like, I just really love the ham, and so she managed to talk him out of taking the ham stand because it was like this really expensive ham stand. Yeah, you don't want to pay but for that. But he ended up taking the ham, and so we, my my brother works on a, a radio show in Australia. Oh, well, and this is perfect fodder for him. <laughs> I know. So the next, oh my gosh. that night we were having dinner and I happened to tell him about the ham, and he's like, well, I'll just talk about it um, on tomorrow's show. We'll try to find out who it was, because we had no idea. I was oh. like, surely it was not a guest. It has to be someone who's just wandered up to the to the town hall and, and taken our a ham. A random ham thief. Yeah, <laughs> they happen. They happen. And so so then the next morning, Paul and I were in the cab on the way to the airport for the honeymoon. And then my brother Andy calls me and he was like, so I'll talk to us, you know, give us the backstory. We're trying to find the hamburger. <laughs> and then so we did that. Then they interviewed the waitress and we kind of got a few more de- like clues about Good. the way. Like he was very strong to have been able to hold this marble hand stand. And, and then... Um, and we kind of narrowed it down, spoke to my brother, got like witness accounts of people who'd seen it. Or like her, you know, heard of it on the great fan, and we we still genuinely had no idea who it was. And then by the time we had like we're still getting out of the cab, arriving at the airport, we're still on the phone listening to these interviews. And then we were narrowing it down. We got it. We knew that he was tall. We knew he was very strong. Someone said he was quite handsome, and so we were like narrowed it down to a couple. And then Paul was like. I think it's my mate Davey. And oh then, God. so we sent him a text as we were boarding the plane saying, um, are you the hamburglar? And he called Paul straight away. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I woke up the next morning and there was a ham at home. And I just, I, I understand if Elle never wants to speak to me again. It was your wedding. It was so disrespectful to steal the ham. Oh, and I thought it was hilarious because the amazing. ham was just so bloody delicious. I hope he put it in the fridge and put a wet cloth around it and well, enjoyed it. He, and it turns out he took it home under his suit jacket he like hid it under there drove past 7-eleven which is like a convenience store on the way home and um to get some cheese and bread to make toasties okay and like was paying for it at the counter and the guy behind the counter was like um do you want a bag for the ham (laughs) and so he like went and like dropped this ham this beautiful ham yeah so I, there you go I it was a winner bloody love that story thank you Ed Dixon food design hams we love Ed Dixon 
And we're not even pay. We, we pay. Yeah. For, we have no financial association with this amazing catering company, but they yeah. were fucking great. So there, there's a lesson in the fact that the things, the, the fun things of your wedding are not the ones you plan. Like you can have spreadsheeted it till the hills, but you do not plan the, the hands of being stolen. No. And they're the, like, there are so many fun things that are going to happen on your wedding day that you don't. Like you just need to like do do your due diligence and plan as much as you can. But on the actual day, just let it someone else manage it and you just be present and enjoy it because you cannot script a hand being stolen. You can't like there's so many things that happen that you just they're, they're the really special ones that you're gonna oh, really remember. And Davey owes you a ham a year. I know, yeah. A ham a year. I'm gonna I want it, I want his email yeah. address and send him this podcast and go, Mister. I know you've been already slated on Breakfast Radio. However, <laughs> where is the ham? I feel like every year, every Christmas, there should be a ham delivery yeah. to your door and you and Paul can eat, eat the ham. Go nuts. A ham is a delicious it thing. It was yum. And that is the thing. Like in terms of – it did clear the dance floor because it was so delicious. But it was um, – in terms of having like a grazing table or something that like a guest can just nimble on, that's a handy thing too. And then – you know, you can have your, like whether it's a roaming dessert or just something that you you bring out the mini burgers at 11 p.m. or something. Just so, one, that helps people not get too drunk mm-hmm. and rowdy. Um, but also it kind of just gives everyone that little like, the party's still going. Got some food. Yeah. Still some hands. <laughs> that is great. They, they do do wonderful, the grazing tables we had as well. And yeah. We thought that was a fabulous little addition. Yeah. And also not too expensive. And also no. if you haven't got an Ed Dixon food design amazing caterer, you can do that yourself. Absolutely. Get a couple of wheels of Cheese, cheese, some crackers, charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's just, it's just meat and oh, shit. Oh, good, good, good. It's just a fancy way to go. This is meat and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's some meat, and shit. meat and shit. <laughs> Very Australian. It's some hammy salamis. Yeah, what's, kibana. Yeah, kibana. <laughs> People listening, going, what the fuck are they talking? About? <laughs> you, you can't take the Australian out of me. No. I, and no. again, people keep. I keep saying, "I'm coming." Kind of, your accent hasn't changed at all. I'm like, "Well, I'm pure Australian, <laughs> real Aussie." I'm a real Aussie girl. It's probably gotten a little stronger. Alex, <laughs> you're going to join me for a Q and A episode, so it's not so long. Yeah. Well, it's so long for today. Yeah. Thank but, you. Oh my gosh, such Thank a you pleasure for having me. Um, I keep holding this like we're on television. I'm holding the book like people can see it. Yeah. But just holding it up so you can see your own book. You should be very proud of <laughs> Thank this. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. Now, for my follower followers overseas. Can they order this online? Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes, you go to the website. So the website is 60secrets.com.au. Yes. Um, check that out. We don't um, – the website doesn't manage um, international orders at the moment. New Zealand, you can get it through Booktopia. Um, but just email Amazon? me. No, I think that maybe the um, ebook is on Amazon. Fabulous. But um, you don't have the pretty pictures and everything in that one. Because the pictures are very nice. And also, if you're purchasing a gift, I think this is lovely. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot and say we might give away some copies. Yes, we will. We'll, there are copies to be given away. Yeah. So, uh, what would we like my lovely guests to do? Uh, yes, what would we like another guest to do to win said book? You, to win you, said book? Can we... Do, um, we can... Uh, how about, can I throw one in? Do it. Three things you are not going to worry about. Oh, I love that. Three things you're not going to worry about. And also, I'm going to chuck in a bride chiller tote bag. Great. We will put the beautiful 60 Secrets book in the tote bag. Yep. I will send it to wherever you are in the whole wide world. Yeah. And uh, But three things you are not going to worry about. I love about. that. Can they do, can they like Instagram it and then do yes. a little hashtag. Not worry. Hot hashtag not worry. 
Hashtag 60 secrets. All right. So what I'm going to do today, listeners, just get ready. I'm going to say this again so it's not confusing. <laughs> really good giveaway idea, Yeah, thank you. Way. I've just come up with yeah. on the spot. I've put you on the spot giving me books, but, you know, that's how we roll. Um, I think you're going to go to today's Instagram. You go to my Alicia McCormack. What's my name McCormack. Alicia McCormack. If you're not following me on Instagram, what's your problem? Let's do that. Do it. And then you will see I'll put all this information in the uh show thing. thing yeah you know the writing the bit very professional <laughs> and uh then you just need to reply also alex's uh beautiful instagram will be tagged in as well and we will pick some winners yes three things you're not going to worry about thank you so much for coming on thank the show alex me. we are going to be looking out for your next book the pregnancy book yes 60 yeah. secrets 60 secrets to a happy, happy bump but oh Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so I've just started out working on that now. So the book, this, the Happy Bride book came out when George was three weeks old. So that was all a bit crazy. Crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I've just been working now at the moment on um, the, on the the uh, long-awaited sequel to 60 Secrets for a Happy Bride. So Happy Bumps will be happening in uh, mid-September. Oh my gosh, year. you're just like literally pumping it out. It's uh, it's getting pumped. Yeah, I feel like I should leave now. That to let you go and write your other book. There's a lot of like, hey, mum, dad, um, do you reckon you could just babysit again? Have my child for six months. (laughs) We'll see him when he's walking. Yeah, I'm gonna write another fifty books. (laughs) So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that in September. Well, we will keep an eye out because hopefully, no pressure. You don't have to have a baby straight away. Do whatever you you want, or don't have one at all. Either way. Again. Or have one before you get married. Do that. You'll be glowing. There are no rules. There are no rules. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be in your presence. Thank you. Happy days, listeners. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.